if I kiss him, it's hello, fabulous, carefree life. And Dana's like, what's wrong with that? They hate to see a girl boss winning. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hello. Um, Welcome back to the pod. <laughs> How's everyone doing today? Take a moment, check in with yourselves. Hopefully your day's going good. Yeah. I feel like I sound like a 13-year-old boy going through puberty right now. <laughs> I woke up hours ago. I just still have like a gravelly-ass voice. But yeah, it's we're recording on a Sunday. The vibes are good. Mm-hmm. They're not rancid. Yeah. They would have been if we recorded yesterday, so it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The schedule changed. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know why I felt so bad. I had four drinks over the course of like multiple hours <laughs> and I woke up feeling mm-hmm. so hungover. Yeah. At about like nine or eight 30, I had a martini, vodka martini. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie during the movie. I had a can of rosé. Mm-hmm. A couple hours passed. Like it was a long movie back at my apartment. I had another martini. And then, well, there's there's your mistake right there. <laughs> I guess the martini is a strong drink. Like it's four ounces of vodka. If you're if you're doing different types of alcohol, you should always be going down in alcohol content. Oh my gosh, that's why it's wine before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before wine, doing just fine. Oh, I'm only familiar with liquor before beer in the clear, beer before liquor, never sicker. Yeah, it's the same thing with wine as well. You always want to be going down in your alcohol content. I hate that. (laughs) Well, either way, we're back. We're we're recovered. We're doing good. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, Christina? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I have a job again. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I will be a working woman once again. Um, so that'll be nice to have something to do and to have some money will also be very nice. Definitely. Things are, things are going good. You know, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. 25. This is our year. Yeah. Maybe it will be, maybe this will be the actual like hot girl summer. We can fulfill our fantasies. Yeah. You know, live our lives to the fullest. Yeah. I feel like 24 I got like screwed out of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 24 didn't even happen. Yeah. God, it's so wild to think that my last like birthday that I actually celebrated was 23. Mm. And the next one that I will celebrate will be 26. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't like I don't like any of that information. <laughs> well, we'll just have to have like a really big 26th birthday party for you. That'll be that'll be the move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have a we have a very special requested film today. Yeah, this was requested by Darling Jupiter on Twitter. Thank you so much for sending this in. Mm-hmm. We are doing the 2006 rom com classic, Just My Luck. It's been like a hot minute since we've done a straight up rom com. I don't think we've even done one since February. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. We tend to go more towards like the girl-centered movies, like a girl mm-hmm. group of girlfriends. But I was happy to cover a Lindsay Lohan movie. Yes. Um, I think she does a great job in this film. Very excited for her new movie coming out yes. in 2022. Oh my gosh. It's Lindsay Lohan in a Christmas film. Like mm-hmm. what more could I want? Y'all, it's a Christmas film 
picture this. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, amnesia, meets a hot single father, okay, who's, according to Wikipedia, a blue-collared <laughs> lodge owner. So is Lindsay about to save this lodge from potentially shutting down? That's what I'm thinking. It's a Christmas miracle. Exactly. I'm very excited. I love all of like the Netflix original Christmas movies. They're so bad. <laughs> the holiday. Holy such a good time watching. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the holiday, I will never watch again because I can't stomach it. But do I watch The Princess Switch? Constantly. The night before Christmas. Inevitably. The holiday calendar, all of those. Mm. Absolutely. Although I don't love a Christmas Prince. Mm-hmm. There's like four of them. It's too much for me. But yeah, I'm very excited about Lindsay's return to acting. Me too. She has had a hell of a ride with Hollywood. Um, Definitely. And was really not treated well. So I'm hoping with her return, things will be a little bit better. Yeah. We were talking about this before we started recording and just how badly someone's life can end up if the like support system that they have is not strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying she's like completely inept, like she's not accountable for her actions, Mm -hmm. but should there have been a support system for her to lean on to be like, you know, maybe I can like not be put in this situation. People were so mean to her. The tabloids, the press really destroyed her. Mm -hmm. We were talking about how she dated Samantha Ronson. And like at that time, having like a gay relationship, it was like a huge no. Yeah, she was, you know, sexualized from such a young age. And she's been in this industry since she was what, like seven? Yeah, I guess so. So I can only imagine how like warped things became for her and – The way that she was treated with her addiction was, like, really awful. She was vilified really, really badly. Mm -hmm. There's a terrible David Letterman interview Mm -hmm. where he pries about her return to rehab and, like, asks her what she's going for, asks her when she's going. Oh, you know, you need to get off, like, stop drinking alcohol, Lindsay. Like, just really, like, prying at her. Yeah. And she ends the interview in tears. Like, she's, like, starting to tear up. Mm -hmm. And he says that, too. He's like, oh, we got to stop. Like, she's starting to tear up. Like, fucking rude. So mean. Just so mean. She said multiple times in the interview, like, we didn't discuss this in the pre-interview. Like, I'm here to talk about my movie. Yeah. It's like, it's none of your business. And he's like making jokes like, oh, this is what? You're like your fifth time going to rehab and stuff. And the audience is laughing. It's just disgusting. It's really awful. He's I like, what's uh, what's different about it this time? Yeah. I think people forget that if you had someone, I mean, I can't even say this because I can't relate to this, but just like if you knew someone who went to rehab, like if I knew my friend went to rehab, I would not flippantly ask them questions and be so invasive. Like, you forget that celebrities are real people. Totally. Even if they're constantly under, like, public scrutiny. Like, yeah, things can, like, hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. It's not a robot that's performing for you. Like, it's an actual person. Yeah. And especially because it's so many people that are, like, saying stuff about you. Absolutely. Um, And this also happened in 2013. Like, this was not, like, 2004 or something. This was, like, Mm -hmm. fully in the 2010s when this interview happened. Yeah, I do think that people can't get away with that now. Or at least if they did do something like that, like, I think people would speak out and be like, that was really fucked up. I would hope so. 
but it seems like she's doing pretty well. She's been living in Dubai for a few years and mm-hmm. seems to be thriving. Yes, we're we're going to watch the movie when it premieres. Maybe we'll cover it. Who knows? Ooh, that would be fun. Yes. Um, also in this movie, we have Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. You love him in this movie. I love him in this movie. Everyone is always like, Chris Pine in The Princess Diaries 2. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not my Chris Pine. This is my Chris Pine is him in this film. He is really endearing. The most adorable man. Yeah, he is super sweet. We'll get to it later, but there are just so many moments where he goes out of his way to make yeah. Ashley, Lindsay Lohan's character, her life's just so much easier. Like He's like, oh, yes. you, you need something? Yeah, let me help you out with that. Just a very, a very empathetic man. Yeah. Very caring to everyone, not just the hot women that he wants to sleep with. Oh, what a thought. Mm-hmm. What a thought. Yeah. What do you think his astrological sign is? Ooh, because I was I was like, he's a bit of a like shyer guy, like maybe he's a Pisces, but I don't think I think a Pisces is kind of like a different energy and he has a more giving quality. Maybe he's a Taurus. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Taurus, maybe like a Taurus sun <laughs> with like a like a cancer rising. Ooh. And uh, what's his moon? <laughs> hmm. Give me that birth chart. I mean, he he is bold. He does take chances. It could be a fire. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Leo Moon. Interesting. Leo Moon. Like I I could see him having a Leo Moon just because the confidence that he exudes mm-hmm. when things start going his way. I'm like, yeah. Where did that come from? And even before he gets the luck, like he's like out there. He's like stalking Damon Phillips, trying to get that CD in his bold. hands. Like bold. He's making bold choices. So yeah, yeah. Some sort of fire. Yes. We also have. I don't know how to say her first name. Is Sam Samar Samari Samari? Yeah. Armstrong. I don't know how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. She plays Maggie. Yeah. Found out she is very pro pro-conservative um yeah. she speaks out about like a lot of conservative things like yeah i yeah she's very <laughs> very anti vaccine very um pro thinking that trump got the election stolen won the election yeah yeah um so just a a very different vibe to like every character i've seen her play in the early 2000s she was also in the oc Mm -hmm. and she played anna and then her character in this maggie they're both very like free-spirited kind of like indie quirky gals yeah like musician dyed hair yeah very interesting on a lighter note (laughs) we do have a review we get to talk about today yes the review is left by calamity jewels um it was really kind like it was a longer review um, and we just really appreciate it. Like, yeah, thank you so much. All the kind words. Yeah. We read the characters that you uh, listed in your review. Yes. And we thought something more like a little punk rockery might be the vibe yeah. for your montage song. Something a little bit like badass because you got some very cool ladies in there. Yeah, definitely. Harriet the Spy. Look at her go. Michelle Trachtenberg is like, yeah, I'm a toddler, but I'm solving cases. <laughs> she's not that young. She's probably like yeah. 11. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's not four years old. No. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, what's that? I guess it's adolescence from like mm-hmm. when you're past a toddler, but you're not yet a teenager. 
But yes, so we picked Crush, Crush, Crush by Paramore from the iconic Misery Business album. Riot. Oh shit, is it from Riot? Right. God damn it. Yeah, that's that's the name of the album. <laughs> I for some reason it's it's the one where it's like has the speech bubble, but it's like all the words are around it, or am I thinking of a different album? The album cover? The album cover for Riot, it's like white and then it has like Riot, Riot, Riot yes. like written all over it with like yes. black and orange. For or some red. reason yeah. I thought that it said misery business on it literally until now i guess i haven't seen the actual album in a really long time misery business is on that album though so yeah yeah great montage song you can see you just Mm -hmm. like going out there doing your thing pounding the pavement kicking ass taking names Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we hope you like your montage song and if anyone would like the movie montage song that is their life please leave us a review on apple podcasts You can also simply subscribe. You can subscribe on uh, Spotify as well, wherever you get your podcasts, Mm -hmm. all that. You can even leave a rating and not do a review because it really helps out the podcast. Absolutely. Um, So we would greatly appreciate it if you have a moment. Yeah. And if you've written us a review and it's on a different country than our country – just let us know so we can look it up Yeah, online. Just send us an email or DM us, and we will be sure to shout you out. And where can you DM us? Oh, my God. Oh on my Instagram. God. It's Movies That Raised Us. Or you can find us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Mm-hmm. You can also send us a good old-fashioned email at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. Or find us on TikTok, Movies That Raised Us Pod. Yes. We're almost at 10K followers on TikTok. And I think that you can make it there. You can make that 10K. Yeah. So follow us on TikTok. Definitely. And before we start, we just want to shout out our wonderful partners, Little Lady Baby, a fabulous boutique from Rhode Island. Yes, they have really cute vintage-inspired things. Um, You can get their new line of t-shirts that has a vintage drawing on it, but it's on an Instagram feed. And then they also have actually the shirt that Christina got. It said Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. So just vintage inspired. Like you want a casual tee, but you want it to be a little more groovy. Yeah. They've yes. got your back. Definitely. Summer's coming. You're going to want to get some new sunglasses. You're going to want to get a new fit. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. be sure to check them out. They will be linked in the show notes and we have a link in our bio. And if you shop through our link, then not only are you supporting a woman-owned business, but you are also supporting a woman-owned podcast. Yeah, So it's a win-win. Definitely. And with all that being said, should we slide right in? Let's do it. We open up. We have a lot of lucky and unlucky imagery. We mm-hmm. have some four-leaf clovers. We have some black cats. We got some horseshoes. Yes. Really setting us up. This is a story about luck in case you couldn't already tell from the title. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we meet our protagonist, our lucky gal, Ashley Albright, who lives in a doorman building on 5th and 10th. This is highly unrealistic. Please No one think that this is realistic. No, this is simply not. And okay, while watching this movie, I'd kind of pegged Ashley at like 26, 27. 
a little bit later into her 20s, somewhat established. Yes. And I was watching an interview and Lindsay Lohan was like, yeah, Ashley, she's 23. I was like, excuse me? No. 23 years old. No, absolutely not. Living in that building? You're like making, okay, so you're 23, you're making millions of dollars in what seems like you're an average position at a marketing agency? No. Yeah, she's an assistant for like a publicist. Mm -hmm. In what world? None. But I guess that's what happens when you're the luckiest girl in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, she's probably like, well, my aunt's next door neighbor knew someone who was selling this apartment for dirt cheap. Like it's outlandish. Insane. So she steps outside of her building where it is pouring rain. She doesn't have an umbrella. And the doorman is like, don't you need an umbrella? She's like, I don't know. And then it immediately stops raining. The sun starts shining. Everything clears up. Who, me? Yeah. And she hops in a cab, no problem, and finds a $10 bill just stuck to her shoe. Okay. How convenient. So she's in the cab. She tells him to take her to 66 and Broadway, but for some reason they're driving downtown, which makes no sense, but <laughs> whatever. And she tells the driver that she needs to be there in four minutes. Okay. He's like, LOL, good luck with that. But of course, every light is a green light, so she's going to get there in four minutes, apparently. So she calls her friend Dana. Instead, she accidentally calls a radio station where she wins a contest. Of course. Okay. Because she has all this extra time, she decides to stop at Balducci's for some muffins. Just a perfect morning. Meanwhile, we have our unlucky guy, Jake Harden, who gets splashed by a cab and um, is repeating positive affirmations to himself and practicing approaching Mr. Phillips, a big-time record company owner, um, when he steps into a puddle and rips his pants. Back uh, with Ashley, she strolls up to work. She misses this really crowded elevator that she was attempting to get into. But a second later, a free elevator pops up, Mm. and she is joined by Luke Ward, a.k.a. Chris Carmack, don't know don't know that, who that is. Um, AKA David Pennington the third. Just a super hot blonde man. Yeah, those were my notes. Who's Chris Carmack? Chris Carmack is the actor's name. Oh my god. Luke Ward is the character that he played on the OC. Okay, okay. Is David he? Pennington is the character he is in this film. Yes. Meanwhile, back on the streets, Jake, our unlucky man, spots Mr. Damon Phillips. Mm-hmm. walking his dog and his dog like poops on the ground and he has to pick it up with like a $20 bill or something. Like, he just doesn't have any like dog shit bags. And I'm like, yeah, you're rich, but you still have to pick up after your dog. Like you're the reason why the East Village is covered in dog shit. Exactly. So Jake is following after him, hobbling mm-hmm. along with his ripped pants. Oh boy. And he sees this $20 bill in the trash So he picks it up being like, oh, it's my lucky day. It's covered in shit. So now his hand is covered in shit. So he has to like run over to the pond to like wash his hand off. And as he turns around to get up, this woman who's running like trips over him and they end up like falling and he's on top of her and she's screaming for him to get off. And of course, he's trying to stand up like his pants fall down. She was She starts screaming. He looks like a flasher in this scene. Oh, 100%. So the cop 
is like running over. So Jake bolts after Phillips trying to get him this demo CD. He's about to call his name as he's getting into a car when the cop like tackles him Mm -hmm. and the CD goes flying out of his hand, of course gets crushed by Damon Phillips' car and Jake gets arrested. And he asks him to bring him to the 33rd precinct because they're nice to him there. So this is a common occurrence for our pal Jake. But Ashley, on the other hand, gets a date with David Pennington III. Um, And the elevator that she missed is stuck and there's a door jam. So she's having a really great day. She goes over to her desk and tells her friends, Maggie and Dana, all about her run-in with Mr. Pennington and how he's a very wealthy, eligible bachelor whose father owns the Celtics. Cash. (laughs) Excuse me? Yeah. So – Boston? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, Which what, I was what, like, where are they from? I guess maybe you just are from Boston. You moved to New York, but it would have been more applicable if his dad owned like the Knicks or something. It's true. So Dana's like, you know, I'm also having a really good day because Saturn is in line with Neptune. And Ashley is like, that's not really factual. Okay. <laughs> the one thing your friend is looking forward to, you're like, actually yeah. – And Maggie says her new song got a very polite rejection letter, Um, you know, but when one door closes, two doors open. So you can tell Maggie and Dana have different luck than Ashley, but they're still very positive. Mm -hmm. Dana, like, reminds Ashley that she has that big meeting and she runs off to take notes on the Phillips meeting. Yeah, with her giant clunky laptop. I have not seen (laughs) a laptop that big in a very long time. So Ashley gets to the conference room. It's empty, though, because everyone is stuck in the elevator. Meanwhile, Damon Phillips walks in. He's on the phone with his two, like, assistant men behind him. And he's like, where is everybody? Ashley tries to explain, but his entourage is like, Damon waits for no one. Meanwhile, the elevator nightmare is continuing. Ashley then has to like buy time. So she lies saying that she just got an IM from her boss, Miss Braden, saying that she's just putting some final touches on the presentation. She'll be right there. And Damon starts talking about how many millions his company makes per year. And his little crony standing with him does the math. (laughs) Apparently he's worth $964 a minute and he's about to head out the door. So Ashley is like, Mm -hmm. I just need a minute of your time. You know, I'll do the presentation. And if it's not worth your time, I'll give you $965. Because personally, I think you're underpaid. (laughs) I'm like, you little... (laughs) (laughs) What an annoying little, like, quip. But, yeah, you know, back to Jake for a sec. He's released from jail and it immediately starts pouring rain. So then after the meeting, finally, Miss Braden, everyone is released from the elevator. Yeah. She runs up to Phillips and starts apologizing. He's like, no, it's fine. We're already done. Your your girl Ashley here just sold me on your whole PR strategy. I love it. I love the idea about the big charity masquerade party. Mm-hmm. Very into it. We'll get things going. And Miss Braden is like, perfect. So Ashley apologizes for, like, taking over the meeting. She's like, I just was, like, going off notes that I took and improvised. And Peggy is like, well, I guess we're going to have to get you your own office uh, because you have a really big party (laughs) to plan. Here's a company credit card. Please call me Peggy. We're BFFs now. Yeah, 0 to 100. I'll be watching you. (laughs) And then Jake arrives home at his apartment. He sees his cousin Katie 
who has an action figure stuck to her face with crazy glue because some bully Mm -hmm. did that. I'm like, you need to be expelled immediately. Yeah. Um, But she's actually very positive about it. And his aunt leaves for work. She's like, I'll be back after midnight. You can tell that Jake's life is just so different from Ashley's. Yes. Big contrast. And Jake bends down to help Katie with this action figure. He has some sort of like a liquid that he puts on a tissue and Mm -hmm. it gets the, the glue off of her face. They have a little fist bump moment. Katie calls him her hero. Like, very sweet. And Jake goes into his apartment. There's, like, a crash and a bang. And obviously another accident has happened. Then we go to Ashley's apartment, which... (sighs) Unbelievable. I cannot believe believe my eyes. I don't believe it. No. Do people think, like, genuinely, the producers (laughs) in the room, do you think that, like, we want to see that? No, it's not realistic. <laughs> You're like well, I mean, it's it's supposed to be like un, like it's supposed to be that it's insane that she lives in this apartment cuz she's just like so lucky. But like I'm thinking of like over all the New York movies. I'm like can we get one movie that has an actual reflection? It's true. But I guess to be fair, as a film crew, you need to be able mm-hmm. to fit in the apartment. Yeah. So, it's true. Well, there was um there was a TV show that wanted to film in our old apartment. Remember that? Yes. I don't know what TV show it was. I forgot. It was um it was High Maintenance, the HBO series. Oh, High Maintenance like literally anyone we know has been in High Maintenance. Like I yeah. feel like they cuz it's like so many new people for each episode. Yeah. If we had said yes, we might have been in it. Like honestly. I really wanted to say yes, but people were like, "Oh, they might scratch the floor." Like they well, might Yeah, they do a lot of damage. Yeah. To um to apartments when film crews come in, but yeah, they they were interested in our building and our building managers were like, "Hey, does anyone want to do this?" But I don't think it was even paying. Like, we wouldn't have been paid. I don't think we would have been compensated. They didn't mention any compensation. No, probably just, like, the owners of the building would have been paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this – her yeah, her apartment <laughs> is insane. She has yes. a walk-in closet. Oh, my gosh. just huge, from the jump. Huge. I can't deal with it. Um but she's getting ready for her date with David Pennington the third, yes. trying on all different types of clothes. Apparently, he's taking her to an away game in Philly. Oh my god! Dana's like, "Oh, what is he like flying you there himself?" And she's like, "No, he has a private. He's a private pilot, <laughs> of course, of course." <laughs> yeah. And Dana then mentions that they should try and find a date for Peggy for the masquerade bash so that, like, she won't be watching their every move. Mm -hmm. But Ashley is like, I mean, men of her caliber don't exactly take ads in the yellow pages. And then they, like, make fun of Ashley basically for, like, idolizing Peggy. But Ashley raves about, like, how fabulous she is and, like, accomplished and basically that's who she wants to be. Then the doorbell rings and they all rush to the door and through the peephole is this gorgeous man in a tux. It's her neighbor, Antonio. Yes. Um, he was there when Ashley's dry cleaning was delivered. So he kept it safe for her. And she's like, thank you so much. They talk about how they both have dates tonight. He's like, ah, every night is a date. <laughs> and then um, Ashley asks him if he would be interested in going on a date with her boss And she tells him about Peggy, you know, she's really successful, tall, blonde. Um, And Antonio's like, yeah, definitely. And then Ashley looks at the dry cleaning. Turns out it's Sarah Jessica Parker's. And Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah. And Michael J. Fox is <laughs> casting a movie now. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so outlandish. And of course, it's in her size. Ashley's like, I have to wear this tonight. And Dana's like, yeah. I need chocolate to cope with what I'm witnessing right now. Yeah, and then Maggie's like, and I need some milk. I was like, that's a weird line. Yeah. I don't know why. They I also there. caught that, that she was like, I need some milk. And I was like, where are we? Yeah. So then back to Jake. He leaves his apartment, immediately gets shit on by a bird. So just two very different realities we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Jake is living in actual New York, and Ashley is living in fantasy land. Yeah, she's living in, this is a day in my life in New York. <laughs> yeah. literally so he goes across the street to the bowling alley slash bar Mm -hmm. that he works at i think it's called like rock and bowl yeah and he goes over to like the sound booth while the english pop rock band mcfly plays I really liked McFly in middle school. So really? this was like, yeah. And mostly because I knew them from this movie. Mm-hmm. But I did like know who they were before. But I would listen to like the songs that they played in this movie all the time. Listening to them the other day, they still bang. Highly recommend. But they call out to Jake and they're like, Oi, Jake, <laughs> did you get our demo to Phillips? And he's like, not exactly. There were some scheduling conflicts. The band is, like, really pissed off. And he's like, don't yeah. worry, guys. Like, I have some A&R dudes coming over to watch you guys play tonight. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. And then the manager comes over to Jake and asks him to unclog a toilet, even though his shift doesn't start for another two hours. Yeah. Jake, if you want to talk to us about joining a union, let <laughs> us know. <laughs> yeah, Jake, you're getting unfairly treated. Mm-hmm. And the guy, too, he's like, pretend the plunger is um, a Grammy. And there's like a piece of toilet paper hanging off it. It's It's really nasty. Yeah, props really had a fun time with that one. Mm -hmm. Back to Ashley. The helicopter lands on the helipad. (laughs) Ashley strolls up with David Pennington III. They're on top of a skyscraper. He leads her to the helicopter and compliments her dress. Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> like, also, the helicopter is taking them to the private jet. I'm like, I what? It would be easier to just take the helicopter to Philly. Yeah. Hop in a car. Yeah. Why aren't you watching a home game? I guess Philly's closer. Yeah. Lord. So, someone let me know. Let us know. Email us. It's like, has anyone ever been in this situation where a, a new, a first date, he pulls out the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. If that's happened to you, please. Please. Email us immediately. Yeah. Because I have questions. <laughs> so back in, in actual reality in this film, back at the bowling alley, the place is packed. Everyone's having a good time. Jake says hello to the A&R dudes and McFly get up to perform. Mm-hmm. Jake is in the booth. They start playing the record. People are like really into it. Everyone really likes their music. They're playing Five Colors in Her Hair. Great song. She's got lip ring and five colors in her hair. Not into fashion, but I love the she wears. Jake then leans back in his chair and falls over. And because he is all tangled up in the cables, they all just come like they get yanked out. Yeah. When he falls. Awful, terrible feedback noise. The band, like, tries to play through it. 
but it's bloody awful. <laughs> so the dudes leave. They're like, this is unprofessional. And they bounce. Yeah. And at the end of the night, after everything's packed up, the band tells Jake that they are firing him. Yeah. And they're homesick. They haven't made it here. Like, they're going to go back to the UK. And Jake is like, please, I'm begging you, just give me one more week. And if I can't make it happen for you, then you can go home. Like, no hard feelings. And thankfully, they agree to give him one more chance. So then the next day... Ashley and her pals are having sushi. She's filling them in on her date. He's a gentleman. We did kiss, but that's all. And Maggie is like, well, was it a normal kiss or was it like tingly butterflies, sparks flying kiss? And Ashley's like, it was enough to get him to ask me on another date. Ashley then grabs the check with her company credit card, courtesy of Peggy. Yeah, very (laughs) illegal. Dana is really jealous and is like, You know, on top of all of your regular luck, now Peggy has given you worldwide buying power. This is just plain dumb luck. And Mm -hmm. Ashley is like, oh my God, not this again. Maggie, please tell her that I'm not lucky. Like, we've been best friends since seventh grade. And Maggie is like, well, you were voted prom queen at a high school that we didn't even go to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... I don't really know what to tell you. And Dana is like, yeah, you just got to face it that you have good luck. And if you don't believe it, then let's do a test. Yeah. You can kind of tell the dynamic is like Maggie is just really positive no matter what, Mm -hmm. really supportive. And Dana also very supportive, but like more – what's the word? She's a little more down to earth. Realistic. Realistic. Like not necessarily optimistic, but very realistic. Totally. So they give Ashley a little test. They go get a scratcher, and she's like, this will prove that it's just like you're a lucky person. Like that's just Mm -hmm. your life. And Ashley is literally, as they're taking her to this newsstand, going, Mm -hmm. but I'm really good at these. Like this isn't fair. She's like, it's a scratcher. Yeah. No one is good at them. Of course she wins. She wins like $15 or something. Mm -hmm. And her friends are like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. Ashley and Dana hop into a cab and they head over to the venue to do their presentation for Peggy. Yes. At this venue, Dana and Ashley set up their presentation boards. Peggy loves the place, of course. Mm -hmm. Ashley (laughs) goes on this – it's so pitch, silly. Quote unquote pitch about this party. She's like, we're going to have the hottest people in the industry, celebrities, industry people, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. VIP area with Dom Perignon. Only the best. <laughs> the twist is, though, with all these famous people, they're going to be wearing masks. I'm like, it has been well established at this point that it is a masquerade bash. Yeah. Also, the name of the record company is literally Masquerade Records. Like, Yeah. And she's like, I want people to feel like anything could happen here. Like there's going to be sky yeah. dancers and we're going to have like dancers yes. on the stage and like it's going to be a magical Waiters night. on stilts. I just yeah. want to be very clear though. This party does not have a theme even though it's a masquerade. It's like, is it carnival? Is it school prom? Like, yeah, it's like a mishmash of like, it's a mishmash of carnival, circus, yeah, type Masquerade. of thing, music, the moment. <laughs> um, they also, <laughs> they also have like little tents with 
or like little alcoves with drapes for privacy. So yeah. they're like, we want people to be fucking yeah, at this, this party. This is also a sex club. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Does not bring up a budget, any sort of logistics, no. any sort of timeline, vendors, nothing. Not at all. Yeah. But as she's describing her plans, like we see them happening in the ballroom mm-hmm. and it like appears like it's the night. She's like, it's going to be a magical night. Zoom into the party. Yeah. Um, Peggy comes up to Ashley and she's like asking about the dancers and Phillips. And Ashley's like, I've got it all covered. Then Antonio pulls up and thank God. Yeah, she tells him that she's like a little high strung. And Ashley gets a call about someone trying to get in who like isn't on the list. So Peggy and Antonio go off and she's like, Absolutely not. Like, no one who's not on the list can get in. So, of course, the person who's trying to get in is Jake. Poor Jake. He's insisting that he's somebody's plus one. They're like, absolutely not. Get out of here. They throw him out. Throw him, like, into a woman who is walking to the party. The woman's like, gross. She's like, what a loser. So then, as he's walking away, he spots the black cat catering van Mm. and sees like the side entrance and a dude is standing there with a clipboard and jake says uh is this the masquerade bash and he's like are you ronald he's like yes he's like great you're on stage in five your costume is waiting go yes inside antonio and peggy are um having their tarot card reading and madame z pulls the lover card Peggy sees Ashley passing by and she calls her over and Antonio thanks her for hooking them up. And Peggy realizes it was a setup and she was like, that was you. Thank you so much for bringing this adorable man into my life. Madame Z agrees that they were like made for each other. So everything is coming up, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Peggy and Antonio head to the dance floor and Madame Z offers to give Ashley a reading. And Ashley is like, no, that's fine. You know, I can only hear you'll meet a handsome stranger so many times. Like, hello, it's called a Tuesday. I'm I can't absolutely livid. I'm filled with rage. I punch her in the <laughs> face. <laughs> I can't deal with it. But you know, to be fair, a woman that looks like Lindsay Lohan like sure. doesn't need luck for that to happen. Like that would just that would happen to She's- her. She's gorgeous like Lindsay lohan is so gorgeous yeah this is like the the oldest role i've seen her play Mm -hmm. because everything else is like teenager yeah i was just so struck by how beautiful she is in this movie especially her hair hair looks great the hair of dreams like that is what dreams are made of is her hair in this movie it is like the perfect deep shade of red Mm -hmm. always blown out like looking yeah amazing i think she looks really beautiful and herbie fully loaded yeah she looks gorgeous in that movie definitely so madam z asks ashley if she thinks that her good fortune is normal and then pulls a card and is like just as i suspected and ashley's like oh my god what is it am i gonna win a cruise i've been having the cruise winning feeling lately Okay. Um, and Madame Z says that good luck has always spun her way, but this card, the wheel of fortune, is upside down, which means that the wheel may be spinning back. Mm. And Ashley's like, okay, I don't really have time for this. Uh, I got to get back to work. And she leaves. <laughs> oh, it's not good. Don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> and Madame Z pulls another card and she's like, holy crap. Yes. 
So Phillips decides to do a little speech at the party. He gets on stage and thanks everyone for their donation. He tells everyone that they have raised $270,000 so far. Um, And just to dig deep, show him some money, and I'll show you Mm -hmm. a good time. So then the dancers get up on stage. Jake is now in costume, which if it were me, I would have just like – gone straight into the party i wouldn't have gone and like changed into the dancer's costume i would have just Mm. snuck in but it's a movie it's comedy so he changes into the dancer's costume he's trying to follow after phillips yeah but he has to like do fake his way through this choreography on stage Mm -hmm. eventually he manages to get off stage and is following phillips into the vip area but dana stops him and is like uh dancer should be on the dance floor and he's like Uh, No, I was just – he stops. Mm -hmm. We see a slow pan up of Ashley from her beautiful heels to her feather fascinator mask situation. (laughs) Jake is absolutely awestruck. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's super hot. He's like, I was just about to ask this lovely lady to dance. Again, a bold man. Yes. So Ashley is like, oh, sucking up to the boss. Ha ha. And he's like – what and dana and maggie tell ashley to go dance with him you know like the party is a total success plus he's kind of cute and ashley's like you're right i deserve this i deserve this after everything was going right (laughs) yeah i saw on the dance floor ashley and jake go out they dance together for a bit they're very much connecting like having a lot of chemistry, looking into each other's eyes. Mm -hmm. And then confetti starts to fall. The moment feels perfect. They go in for a pretty steamy kiss. Yeah. Like a mini makeout session. And then Madame Z pulls the fate card as she watches them kiss. When they finish, Ashley apologizes. He's like, do not be sorry. This was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But then he sees that Damon is going outside to make a phone call. So he's like, I have to take care of something. You know, I, I promise I'll come right back. And he tells her not to move before running off. I just want to take a moment to talk about, like, the logistics of this this lucky, unlucky situation. Mm-hmm. So presumably it's genetic because <laughs> it's implied that Katie also has chronic bad luck. It is implied. Clearly, like, only the people who either have the good luck or the bad luck gene can, like, transmit it to each other. Because otherwise, like, Ashley would have lost her good luck, like, years ago. Sure. So only people that have the gene can pass it on to each other. And that's how, skipping ahead to the end, they're able to give it to Katie. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at what the, like, the luck means, the luckiest girl in New York City would not be, like... A publicist assistant, right? She would like be a millionaire that like never had to work or something like that. Maybe it's just, it does seem like she's lucky, but it's not like a magic spell. Yeah. Like I think you have to look at it like anything that she attempts to do, she will always get the luckiest possible outcome. Yeah. Because otherwise she would have like won the lottery when she was 18 and like inherited a mansion and, you know? That's how, like, you have to view how this this gene works. Yeah, I guess it's, like, luck within reason. Exactly. And also, like, Jake would have died, like, years ago if he was that unlucky. But I digress. Mm-hmm. So after Jake 
leaves to follow Damon. Maggie comes up to Ashley and she's like, Ashley, who was that guy? She's like, I honestly don't know. And they start to leave the dance floor when Ashley's heel breaks and she bends down and her dress rips too. Really awful. And Maggie's like, at least you're wearing underwear. Yeah, outside. Oh my gosh. Scene is insane. Outside, <laughs> Jake finally catches up to Phillips after his multi-day stalking. Yeah. And he taps him on the shoulder. Phillips is like, you know, wait a minute. A cab crashes into a truck and heads straight for Phillips. And our good boy Jake <laughs> saves his life and gets hit by a cab. This man gets hit by a cab to save the life of a stranger. Yeah. So he moves him out of harm's way, gets hit. Then he stands up and realizes he hasn't been injured at all. And at this point, I texted Christina because I was like, (laughs) the internal bleeding, the trauma, (laughs) the concussion. This man is sick. Someone call – please call an ambulance. Yeah. Get him to the hospital. He needs a checkup. Like, he is not okay. The force (laughs) with which the cab threw him. He's just lucky, I guess. (laughs) He's just – Oh, I got squished by I, – I got run over, but I'm lucky. So I lived. That's insane. Yeah. So he goes over to Phillips and he's like, are you okay? Um, and Phillips is like, yeah, because you just saved my life. How can I repay you? And at first Jake is like, oh, there's nothing. Like I'm just glad you're okay. And he's like, really? What? Like what do you want? What do you need? And he's like – Well. Actually – if you could just listen to this demo, I'd really – and before you can finish, Phillips is like, done. Come by my office tomorrow. Jake is just feeling like the luckiest guy in New York right now. Everything is coming up, Jake. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ashley inside is choking. Choking. Yeah. <laughs> On an olive. So Dana gives her the Heimlich. She survives. They then look over to where Peggy and Antonio were presumably fucking in one of those private tents. And the cops have shown up. Apparently, this was some sort of sting operation. (sighs) They have so many police officers here for this, which is insane. Peggy is, like, screaming and pointing at Ashley, and the cops come over to arrest her. Jake then rushes back to the dance floor, but Ashley is being carted off by the police. Yes, It turns out Antonio is an escort and Peggy is pissed. But while they're in lockup, Ashley basically has a mental break and she's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I finally get it. You can come out with the cameras. You can come out here, guys. (laughs) Like she turns to Missy or oh my gosh, that's the actress's name. She turns to Peggy and she's (laughs) like, we're on punked. Like someone's going to come out here and – Peggy is like, get a fucking grip. Yeah. This woman comes over to Ashley and tells her to get out of her seat. And Ashley's like, I thought this was festival seating. (sighs) Not the correct response. Peggy then tells Ashley that this is real life. Not only did she cost her the biggest client they have, but imagine what the paper is going to say. So Peggy makes bail, gets released, and Ashley gets fired. (laughs) And when she turns around, the woman is still staring at her. And Ashley's like, what? Is this your floor too? Punch in the eye. Big mistake. Huge. Meanwhile, back with Jake, he's in the studio with McFly and Damon. They're playing for him. And Jake looks over at Damon, who like checks his watch and is like, all right, that's enough, and leaves. 
And Jake is like, uh, what? So the secretary, Tiffany, tells Jake to go follow him. As they're walking down the hallway, Phillips asks why he likes the band. And Jake is like, they're like early Beatles meets Blink-182. What a silly little line. (laughs) Yeah. And um, also tells Phillips that a band that's good will sell itself. Mm -hmm. And Damon's like, you know what? You're an idealist. You're a purist. I like that. You know what? Here's what I'll do. I'm going to throw the single to a couple of radio stations, see how it plays. In the meantime, you work on a follow-up. And he's like, you're signing the band? He's like, yes, I'm signing the band. I wouldn't spend eight minutes with you if I wasn't signing the band. Yeah. Uh, Get with the program. And then he tells Tiffany to cut them an advance check and put them in an artist's penthouse? Artist's loft. Yeah. What? That just happens. I guess he's like you know, I keep this empty for new talent. Like, what is happening here? What's happening here? Well, not only does the band get an apartment, but Jake, the manager, also gets an apartment? Nonsensical. What? Ashley is still in jail, on the other hand. Or actually, she just gets out of lockup. And she tries Mm -hmm. to hail a cab, but gets splashed twice with nasty sewer water. And it starts pouring rain. So she gets home to her beautiful apartment, Really excited to just take a shower, be in her home. Mm-hmm. And she sees that people in hazmat suits are carrying her belongings out. Turns out that her apartment got flooded and they found a grade four mold infestation. Oh. And now it makes sense why this apartment was so cheap. Yeah. And it's a really Absolute big nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. yeah. They're going to burn all of her furniture, but they did manage to save a small box of her belongings. So she takes the box, goes into the elevator. The bottom of the box falls out. Her shit spills everywhere. Yeah. It's not a good time for Ashley. Meanwhile, Jake uh, comes to after he presumably fainted upon seeing his new apartment, which uh, probably also would have happened to me because his apartment is insane. This assistant woman from Masquerade Records, Tiffany, is telling him all about the amenities and how mind-blowing it is at night with the lights down low. She's, She's like really going very off. flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she tells him that DMR is a great place to work. They even let employees date each other. Ooh. And he's like, date? And she's like, yeah, that'd be great. I'm free all weekend. And I hope you don't mind a girl paying. Some guys are weird about that. Anyways, I have to rush off to my erotic massage class. See you later. (laughs) Yeah, here's a $100 bill and I'm gonna like suck your dick. I gotta run off to like (laughs) wax my vagina. Bye. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) The way that they pile on in this movie is so funny to me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, obviously, Jake is stoked. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, that night, Ashley stays with Dana and Maggie in their very small studio apartment. This is the most realistic uh, studio I've seen in a movie. Yeah, they have a small living space, but um, Dana's bed is, like, you know, in the room, and then Mm -hmm. Maggie is, like, on a loft, like she's in a bunk the bed. kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so Ashley does thank them for letting her crash. And she's like, I don't have any money. You know, I've been blackballed from every firm in New York. And they suggest that maybe she call her parents. But Ashley doesn't want to admit she's defeated. So she's like, 
Yeah, there's some sort of like backstory with the parents that we are not privy to. Yeah, I can't tell if it's just a normal like, you know, I came here to make it in New York and I don't want to go home or if it's like a sh- it's kind of like a strange, like we just don't know. Yeah, it. I would guess that it's like strange because in the end when she's like, I'm going to go see my parents, like patch things up with them or something like that. So I'm like, what happened there? Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. But she does go into the bathroom to blow dry her hair. She's like finally got an opportunity to take a shower and mm-hmm. notices Maggie's black cat. So she uses the hair dryer. Her hair gets caught in the dryer. She yanks it away, cracks the mirror. The The dryer catches on fire and she puts it in the – Yeah. Oh, this is stupid. Yeah. She puts the dryer in the tub while it's still plugged in. So obviously the dryer sparks and causes an outage in the whole block. That that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, but sure. <laughs> then Dana comes over with a flashlight and Ashley's like hiding under the sink. She's like, everything I touch turns to crap. I'm like the anti-Midas. I'm like, oh, God. Dana says that uh, the fates have dealt her a bad hand, but the wheels will spin back. And then Ashley remembers Madame Z. Yes. So she rushes, I assume, to like the East Village to go and confront Madame Z at her psychic store and starts yelling about how she ruined her life and she's like better work your magic and give me my luck back and madame z is like okay like hits her with some flowers and is like there you go go home (laughs) and ashley just keeps yelling at her and madame z is like listen i tried to warn you did anything unusual happen at the party before everything went to shit and ashley's like well I, i kissed a cute guy but that's hardly unusual and she's like wait a second you said that somebody could take my luck he took my luck from he me? stole it right from under you. Yeah. And then she said, I can tell that Lindsay hated saying this line, and I would too. But she's like, no, that is just my luck, okay? I'm like, did we need Did we need to put the title of the movie? stares at camera. <laughs> my <life>. luck. Wink. <laughs> so Madame Z is like, well, if he took it from you with a kiss, then – Let's put two and two together here. Back with Dana and Maggie, Ashley tells them that she has to find the dancer she kissed that night at the party and kiss him again to get her luck back. Dana and Maggie listen to her, but they're like, okay, there are 20 dancers, girl. And Maggie's like, you can't get your luck back from just kissing a guy. Then they spot one of the dancers coming down. Oh, my God. This is so cringe. Coming down church steps after just having been married Ashley runs up and kisses him. The bride is like crazy pissed. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I I suppose that's your sister too. Yeah. And she's like screaming, you ruined my wedding. Yeah. This is where we then get a montage of Ashley um, assaulting men all over the city. All throughout New York. Really, this just has not aged well. And like they could have easily written it. For the kisses to be consensual, but they were like, you know what's they funny? Make it look like she's attacking them. Yeah, horrible. So the f- next one she kisses is like one of those performers in Times Square who like paints themselves yeah. silver and like pretends to be like a statue. She then kisses a hospital patient. Mm-hmm. She goes to like what is either like a dance class or an open call or a rehearsal or something. Yeah. Where 
not only is the choreographer, but also one of the dancers auditioning are two of the guys, kisses both of them. Neither of them. Dana does make out with one of the dancers. <laughs> um, she's having a great time. Uh, she kisses a guy in a sauna. She like scratch. She does a scratcher after every single t- kiss, but none of them, none of them work. They're not Jake. No. Maggie, Dana, and Ashley go to the park. Ashley sees one of the dancers running, and she decides to like grab him and kiss him, and like runs with him, and he bites her tongue. She goes over back to Maggie and Dana, tries to scratch her. Clearly doesn't work. She sits there icing her tongue, and Maggie tells her that there's one guy left, Tom Guthrie, but they've looked for him at three different addresses. So Ashley's like, maybe I should just give up. And her friends tell her it's not that bad, you know, because as normal people, you just don't have luck all the time. Yeah. Dana just like jokes with her. She's like, it's probably best if we no longer touch. So then the ladies get back to the studio apartment where there is a message on the answering machine from the one and only David Pennington III Mm. asking her out to an art show tonight. But Ashley's like, no way. I'm too unlucky. I can't go. She asks Dana to read her horoscope. She's a Leo, which I wouldn't have pegged her for. I was thinking maybe Sag, but her horoscope says that her moon is in Uranus. Mm -hmm. So not great. Maggie then tries to convince her that she should go out with David and says that unlucky girls don't get asked out by one of Us Weekly's most eligible bachelors. That's true. Unlucky girls sit and watch their more fortunate friends get asked out while they sit at home and watch Oprah and eat last year's Halloween candy. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I love Halloween candy. So no tea. Ashley's like, okay, you know, you're right. Maybe – I'm just looking at things the wrong way. And I'm going to turn over a new leaf. So she goes into the bathroom. Just, you know. Oh, God. She's like, I'm over it, like washing it away. Goes into the bathroom, opens up her contact lens case, tries to put it in her eye. Mm -mm. What happens? Falls into the litter box. Mm -mm. So she picks it up. Ew. And her friends are like, you're not doing that, are you? And she's like, This is my last contact. And girls, let me tell you, as a longtime contact wearer, it is real. If you have one pair of contacts left, you know, can I say I wouldn't do the same? I don't know. I don't know. But. No. But. Kitty litter. Okay, probably not kitty litter just because I would be afraid of pink eye. There is like pieces of shit in that litter box. I have dropped a contact on the floor and put it back in my eye, but I washed it off first. I don't know why she didn't wash it off with contact solution. Like the fact that they just have her put it directly back in her eyes. Insane. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's memorable. It is. It is. Kudos to those writers. Um, oh God, gives me the heebie-jeebies. So Ashley goes to the art gallery. Mm -hmm. She is wearing a plastic pirate eye patch, probably from like Dollarama, because she has clearly given herself some sort of insane infection. Yeah. The door people almost don't let her in, but David is like, oh yeah, yeah, she's with me. Immediately walks directly into a glass door. Mm-hmm. Finally, she gets inside, is talking with David, and she sees this sculpture in the middle of the room. It is a giant pile of mud, just chilling there's like a little hose on top that just drops mud 
periodically on top of it. And she's like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. How gross. It looks like it came out of the rear end of an elephant. Yeah, she digs in. Yeah. And David is like, Ashley, I want you to meet my mother, the artist. Mm. And Ashley is like, oh, my God, Mrs. Pennington, Mm -hmm. you look so much younger in person. (laughs) I mean, not that you're old. Yeah, it's just puts like, her foot in her mouth immediately, like as a follow up to yeah. having put her other foot in her mouth. Yeah, just awful. Then a waiter comes over, and Ashley recognizes him mm-hmm. as Tom Guthrie, the last waiter she hasn't kissed yet. Yes. So she excuses herself and finds Tom in the corner just as this performance is about to begin, of which he's a dancer, and she tries to kiss him, but he's like stop like i'm in the show and <laughs> this show i am a mud man i, I am, am a, a mud, mud woman. woman we are mud people this is the type of shit that we saw people do in college like 100 mm-hmm. oh yeah and they're like and this is our mud king and the light shines on tom <laughs> who is trying to be kissed no ashley's trying to kiss him like accosting this man yeah and um, she like looks at the crowd and she's like, he's in cardiac arrest. I need to give him mouth to mouth. And so she like kisses him and he smiles and David is like, he's breathing. Like I could see him breathing. Um, <laughs> but after it happens, like it's just played off. Like everyone, no claps, one questions like, it. Yeah. Everyone claps. Yeah. David is like, I guess it was lucky that you were here. And she finally thinks she got her luck back. Just as she trips onto the mud sculpture and, yeah, falls into the shit statue. Yeah, some woman yells in the back, like, irreplaceable. (laughs) Everyone is absolutely shook. Yeah. In jail. Ashley is in jail. (laughs) Um, And she gets punched again by this woman. So after this wretched experience, Ashley is released from jail. She sees like some delicious diner food from the window of this diner Mm -hmm. so she sits down inside unknowingly jake is there as well she has no money and like the waiter sees her look into her empty purse so she tries to just order water but he's like no buy no sit and so she has to use the bathroom and he's like no buy no bathroom so she gets up to leave and everyone's staring at her because like this whole scene and she really starts to spiral i'm talking slinky (laughs) right now yeah so she makes this whole speech about how like this isn't the real her and she's probably just dreaming right now while having a deep tissue massage that she won at like a charity raffle and everyone is like oh my god really tragic this diner scene is oof there's this guy sitting right in front of her with like a plate of half-eaten food and she's like, oh, that looks really good. Are you going to finish that? And he offers it to her. And she's like, no, that was a joke. I mean, oh. maybe just some bacon. Yeah. And so she starts munching on this bacon, like, pretty ravenously. She's like, nom, 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 nom. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God. I'm like a coyote. <laughs> and everyone is staring at her disgusted. Jake oh. is sitting in this diner in the back. He starts dropping up his food. And she realizes what she's doing you know, she puts the bacon back on his plate, but she ends up knocking over salt. And yeah, Jake is like, oh, no, not the salt. 
and puts money down for his meal. And then she picks up the salt and she's like, just so everyone knows, I'm only doing this to like prove a point. Like, I think this is so ridiculous. And she puts some salt on her hand, throws it over her shoulders, right into the eyes of the waiter who told her she couldn't sit. Yeah. He falls over onto a table, onto a patron. Absolute mess. So Jake just grabs her and they like run out of the restaurant together. On the street, Jake is like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, broke, jobless. And I just ate jambon d'étranger, a stranger's bacon. I thought it would sound better in French, but I guess not. He then offers her his sandwich from the restaurant Mm -hmm. and she thanks him and says it was nice to meet him and goes into the park to eat. He then follows after her and is like, listen, if you're looking for a job, I know of one. And she asks him what the scam is. And he's like, there's no scam. She's like, do you want me to join your religion? He's like, no, no, no. I just, I've been where you've been. And I know what it's like to be SOL. Shit out of luck. And she's like, what makes you think I'm SOL? Everything. And he points behind her. And she's sitting on a wet painted bench. So now her coat is just covered in green. So he helps her off the bench. And she agrees and asks why he's being so nice. And he's like, don't worry about it. And where do they go? Rock and bowl. Jake starts arguing with his old boss. And he's like, I don't need another waitress. So Jake comes over and tells Ashley that he couldn't get her a server position, but he can get her his old job, which was a janitor slash food delivery person slash toilet attendant. But Ashley is really desperate. So she's like, I will take it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So then we get a little montage of Ashley working at this job. She puts on heels to buff the floor. And I'm like, girl, come on. Let's let's start thinking with our heads. Uh, We see her scraping gum from underneath a table, spraying shoes, trying to clean the nasty bathrooms. Mm -hmm. But they're basically like like atomic bombs have exploded in there. Yeah. She's trying to like fix a stuck pin in one of the lanes and gets like pulled in by the sweeper (laughs) arm thing. Uh, At one point when she's scraping gum off of the table, it falls into her mouth. Absolutely disgusting. In this? In this? In this pandemic? pandemic? (laughs) Absolutely not. No, sir. Yeah. You know, she causes a lot of damage to this bowling alley, Mm -hmm. destroying shelves and display cases. But as time goes on, she does start to, like, turn things around. She gets better at the job. She knows to wear a gas mask when she goes to clean the bathroom. Yeah. She puts on sneakers and can buff the floor without the machine going crazy on her. So, you know, she's learning. She's learning. she's getting a hang of it. Then when Jake and McFly head into the bowling alley for lunch, Jake mentions how Damon is going to get them a gig at the knitting factory, which surprised me to hear it mentioned because that is like a real place in New York. And I feel like movies often don't talk about real venues. Mm -hmm. But I went to the knitting factory once when I was 18 on a whim and saw this weird folk band play and then took a photo in the bathroom next to a penis that was drawn on the wall. It's a great time. The knitting factory is like pretty famous, but I don't think it's the same as it used to be. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that sort of thing. But yeah, so they talk about this gig and Jake and McFly 
have lunch at this bowling alley. I don't, for old mm-hmm. time's sake, who knows? So they hear the song yeah. playing on the radio. Then the boss asks Ashley to go up and replace one of the fluorescent lights above the like bar area. Jake watches Ashley do this. He's able to predict every disastrous moment because it's obviously happened to him before. Mm-hmm. She like goes up the ladder with the new light in her arm and is taking out the old light. And he's like, okay, see, that's her first mistake. She should have just brought the yeah. old one down, then got the new bulb. He's like, she's going to get electrocuted because she didn't turn the light off. And at that point, I say to myself, Jake, sweet, kind Jake, yeah, tell the girl <laughs> yeah, she's going to get electrocuted. Just be like, hey, Ash, stop. Stop. Hey, <laughs> hold on. So she gets freaking electrocuted and falls off the ladder, falls backwards, and he manages to catch her. So the least you can do. That was a cute moment. (laughs) Yeah. So they go into the back room where Jake goes to get like a cold bottle for her to hold for her burnt fingertips and asks how the job is going and stuff. He also puts some toothpaste on her burnt fingers, which apparently helps. I don't know if this is real or not, but maybe. And um, asks to see her phone to see, like, what her saved numbers are. And it's, like, Bergdorf's, Bendel's, and Sushi. Really ridiculous. Unlucky people need hospitals. Also, like, here are some of my tips. Don't call 911. They take forever. Fire response is really good. Um, When you call poison control, ask for Lou. He's really great. Um, Just passing on his wisdom of being an unlucky dude. Mm -hmm. And talks about how in his backpack he has, like, everything you might need, extra socks, first aid kit, etc. And he decides to pass it on to her because he feels like she needs it more than he does, which is very sweet. Yeah. Then he gets a phone call and he answers it and is like, Hey, Katie, how's my girl? And so, of course, Ashley is like, this man has a girlfriend, of course. Like, very similar to the holiday. Yeah, yeah. As he's talking on the phone with Katie, she's like, he's trying to tell her where, like, the key is under the mat or something. And Ashley just slips out. It's like, I'm going to go. Bye. So in the studio with Masquerade Records, McFly, they're doing their thing. Um, They're recording too close for comfort. I love this song. <laughs> it's really good. Is that the one where she's like – she has a tongue piercing or something like that? No, that's that's five colors in her hair. This one is like – Was I invading in on your secrets? Was I too close for comfort? Oh, cute. Slower song. Cute. Yeah. I am not familiar with this band. <laughs> um, so they're recording their song when Damon comes into chat and he tells them – um, that the knitting factory did fall through, but since their single is doing so well, he did manage to book them at the what? Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> in Times Square. This band has one song. One song. I know. <laughs> and he's like, so how's the follow-up going? And Jake is like, we are working on it. Damon leaves. Um, and Danny is like, uh, when are we going to hear this follow-up? what's going on and jake is like when you write it that's when you will hear it then ashley shows up with the food delivery the guys are like "Ooh, jake (laughs) so he goes to meet her and the boys um go in for another take jake brings ashley into the booth to listen and um 
yeah, he just tells her about their upcoming gig at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, he says that he's really worried because it's such a huge venue, which it is. Like, this band has one song out, and there's no way that they're going to be able to fill it. And Ashley is like, well, I mean, it's tough, but it's not impossible. And this is where I remember, oh, yeah, she does work in publicity, so she would know a thing or two. There's some romantic tension between them. And Jake asks Ashley if she'd want to go for coffee later. She's Mm, like, yeah. A coffee date. And then Katie comes into the green room and starts like unpacking the food delivery. And of course, at that exact moment is when Tiffany also goes into the green room to get a drink. Mm -hmm. And Jake is like, there she is. There's my girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ashley assumes it's about Tiffany and that Tiffany is Katie. And she says to herself, looks like a tramp and he's like what was that and she's like camp she looks like someone i went to camp with that's so weird crazy she's like anyways uh i better get back to the bowling alley and starts to leave and jake is like okay yeah i'll like i'll call you tonight and she's like you know what actually maybe another time like i got plans uh bye Mm -hmm. and dips jake is super confused obviously yeah Poor guy. I know. I feel bad for him. I'm like, even when you're lucky, yeah. you got things. That, yeah. Well, I guess maybe it's her unluckiness that makes her think he has a girlfriend. Yeah. But I do wonder if he and Tiffany ended up going out on their date and like how that went. I feel like no, because they never bring it up again. Yeah, that's true. So that evening, Jake drops off Katie and he says he'll send his car to pick her up later so she can see the new place. Meanwhile, across the street, unlucky-ass Ashley opens her umbrella. Mm. Huge gust of wind comes and blows it inside out. Well, she opens it inside, which is like first mistake. She opens it inside and walks out. Bad luck immediately happens. Umbrella is trash now. Yeah. So he sees all this happening and offers her a ride. Ashley's like, I only live 28 blocks away. Like, I'm fine. (laughs) And he's like, I have a washer dryer, like a comfy cat. Oh, my God. He's like, I have hot chocolate and cable. Come on, toss that lightning rod and get in. She finally agrees. Um, She throws away the umbrella, and as they're driving off, it gets struck by lightning. So then at Jake's beautiful loft, he, like, shows her, like, this is the bathroom, washer dryer over here, kitchen's here, go wherever you need to first, and takes her wet coat. And gives her, like, some dry clothes to change into. Mm -hmm. So he puts some detergent in the machine, asks if he can throw some of his clothes in with hers. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. So he goes out into the hallway, like, presumably so that he doesn't have to, like, take off his shirt in front of her. But takes off his shirt standing in front of the mirror that you can clearly see from the room. Yeah. So Ashley is pouring detergent in when she gets distracted by his bod in the mirror Mm -hmm. that she just pours like half of the box of this detergent really into this washing machine like at that point just be like hey i spilled some detergent here you can't think that that would have gone okay no but maybe she's never done laundry maybe she just always sends it out because she luckily had the funds Mm -mm. to do so before um that was one thing that i was wondering through this watch was like what do her finances look like? Oh, yeah. Like, does she have – did she not have any savings or 
like how was she able to afford her life before? Yeah. And then there are actually some deleted scenes of like her credit cards being declined and like her trying to get a loan from the bank. So they did consider it in the script. They were just like, we don't need it in the final cut. It's fine. It does seem like she had a pretty exorbitant life. And then her apartment gets destroyed, so Mm -hmm. she has to stay with Maggie and Dana. Yeah. And then I feel like if you're unemployed slash, then you get like probably a really poorly paying job. You're not going to get like approved for an apartment. That's true. Kind of like an uptown girl's situation. Yes, definitely. It does make you wonder. I'm like – you don't have money for food. I guess not. But yeah, so back back to the laundry fiasco. Mm-hmm. She turns on the machine. She's like leaning against it for a moment of quiet when all of a sudden bubbles start coming out of it, overflowing. Yes, ma'am. It really gets very out of control. She tries to stop it. It just gets where she like turns on the faucet and then she like accidentally hits turbo spin and opens the lid and there's just bubbles everywhere. Mm. The damage that has been done to this laundry room is irreparable. Jake hears her yelling and fighting with this washing machine. So he eventually comes in. He manages to turn it off. And Ashley is like, I am a pathetic disaster and I give up. And she like trips and falls in the bubbles on her ass. And he laughs and sits down with her and he's like, you know what? I gave up years ago. That's my secret to happiness now. And then they have a cute little like bubble fight with all the bubbles. It's very flirty. And then he accidentally gets some in her eye. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So sorry. (laughs) They're looking into each other's eyes and they're like about to kiss. So of course, Katie shows up and she's like, am I interrupting something? (laughs) Jake is like, Ashley, this is my cousin Katie. And she's like, oh, you're Katie. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Clarifying, clarifying. The puzzle pieces are all fitting together. (laughs) So then Katie and Ashley have some hot chocolate. Katie's like, so Jake tells me you're a loser. That's cool. I'm a loser too. It's a term of affection, not a permanent condition. You just haven't had any good luck, that's all. So we get we get the sense that Jake comes from a gene of unluckiness. Yes. Katie is, you know, unlucky. This chick had an action figure freaking super glued to her face. Yeah. And Jake gets off the phone with Damon. He's freaking out because Damon wants to hear the band's new song that doesn't exist um, before the concert. But again, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And um, Katie is like, well, I can write a kick-ass song. And Ashley steps in. She's like, actually, I think that I can help you. See, I have a friend. Cut to. (laughs) It's a good thing they put that one tiny throwaway line in the beginning where Maggie mentions that her song got rejected. Yeah. Because it comes back. Like Chekhov's gun. (laughs) Exactly. Chekhov's song. She performs the song, I've Got You. The band loves it. Like Dana's crying in the booth. She's moved. And they're like, yeah, we totally want to use it. Jake gives some like directions so they can play it in their style. And the band starts playing I've Got You. It sounds really, really good. Phillips comes in, lets Jake know that they have sold out the hard rock. 
Wow. Wild, insane. And Philip says that, you know, his, he saved his life twice, once at the masquerade bash and once again now. And Jake is like, you know what? Ever since that night, I've been the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> Ashley overhears this little quip coming out of Jake and tells Dana that Jake is the guy she kissed at the masquerade. Dana says that he's hot and Ashley's like, you don't understand. If I kiss him, it's hello, fabulous, carefree life. And Dana's like, what's wrong with that? They hate to see a girl boss winning. So <laughs> Ashley goes the fuck up to this man who's done everything he could for her. Everything he could. Yeah. And kisses him on the lips. He tries to lean in for another kiss and she's like, hold the damn phone. Leaves. <laughs> Leaves. Jake sits down in his chair Immediately, it breaks. He falls out of it. Oh, man. Poor guy. He goes out of his way to make someone's life better, and this is how he's repaid. Yeah. So Ashley goes outside. Just he screams out, taxi. Four of them immediately stop for her. She's like, sorry, I was just checking. She does her scratcher. She wins $5 and then immediately runs into Peggy. And Ashley is like, Miss Brayden, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And Peggy is like, no. And who is on her arm? Antonio. And why is he on her arm, Christina? Because uh, they're engaged. Um, oh Peggy got him the ring. <laughs> so she's like, Ashley, I've been meaning to call you for weeks. I owe you an apology. Like, you brought this beautiful iron-tushed man, she does say that, <laughs> into my life says that she wants her to come back to work for her. Yeah. She's like, you are my good luck charm. I can't afford to lose you. And Ashley's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to say. And Peggy is like, well, take this company credit card. Oh, my God. And buy yourself something appropriate to wear to this big pitch we have tonight as the new vice president. Unbelievable. What? Un <laughs> From Unbelievable. To planning one party to vice president of the company. I am the vice president <laughs> of the company. Insane. Yeah, so Ashley is on her shit right now. She gets home with a gorgeous new dress, last one in her size, mm -hmm. sushi to celebrate. She's like, I got two of everything on the menu. And the girls are like, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome for you. Congratulations, Ashley. It's so good to have a friend like you. Um, turns out McFly is not going to be doing Maggie's song because Damon is superstitious. He thinks that new bands should only do material that they wrote themselves. Ashley apologizes to Maggie. Um, Maggie's like, it's okay. You know, it's not your fault. It's just some bad luck. That's life. And then they continue to get ready. They're still going. Um, they're like, we want to get to the venue before the show just to wish the guys good luck. Ashley is like, you're still going? She's like, yeah, we have VIP tickets. Like, you wouldn't want to waste them. And they ask Ashley if she's coming. Ashley's like, I will not be there. Yeah. She's like, I can. I Funny story. Mm -hmm. Ran into Peggy and she rehired me. And Maggie is like, oh, my God, Ashley, that's amazing. Congratulations. Like, very sincerely so nice. happy for her friend. Yeah. I don't think I could have done that for her. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> she's like, see, you stuck it out. Like, I knew things were going to start looking up for you. Like, 
this is amazing. And Ashley asks Maggie if she's going to be okay. And Maggie's like, of course, you know, what choice do I have? If you dwell on all the bad things in life, then you miss out on all the good things. Mm-hmm. Just such like a positive light yeah. soul. I would love to see a movie led by the character of Maggie. I think she's super endearing. And- I agree fun did you low-key want dana and maggie to end up together in this movie i didn't even think about it i mean i could see it though i mean i totally respect female friendship i don't think that just because you're friends you have Mm -hmm. to be in love with each other but i was just like they seem so like cohabitational and cozy yeah they they clearly live very well together so i could see them having a beautiful domestic life in that very very small apartment very small Yeah, so the girls head out to the gig, and Ashley goes and looks at herself and the crack in the bathroom mirror. Cut to the Hard Rock Cafe. The show is packed. They're sold out. Giant line of people outside. Um, Jake sends the band to the dressing room for final touches. Harry drops one of his drumsticks down a shaft, so he's like, oh, I I guess I'll just climb down this dark hole to get my (laughs) drumstick. There can't be any backup drumsticks here. No. So Jake almost trips into the shaft and he's like, hey, I'm going to close this door. It looks really dangerous. Locking Harry in. Locking Harry in to the shaft. Meanwhile, on the street, Maggie and Dana are trying to catch a cab when Ashley pulls up in one and she's like, girls, hop in. And they're like, oh my God, Ashley, what are you doing? She's like, we don't have time. Just get in the car. Back at Hard Rock, everything is going wrong. All the guys puke. The guitarist is tuning his guitar. The string breaks and pokes him in the eye. Yeah, they're all throwing up in the trash cans. It's really awful. Yeah. And then they realize Harry is missing. They start searching for him. No one can find him. So in the cab, Dana is shocked that Ashley stood Peggy up. And Ashley's like, you know what? If Jake's bad luck is half as bad as mine, then we don't have much time. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to get there ASAP Rocky. Meanwhile, inside the venue, no one can find Harry still. The crowd is getting really antsy. Damon gets backstage and is like, I get you're trying to make him wait, but, like, the crowd is getting restless. Mm -hmm. We should start the show. And then Tom comes in. He's like, we can't find Harry anywhere. And they're all like, yeah, he's not in any of the toilets. (laughs) And Jake is like... Yeah, so we can't find the drummer. Um, Sorry, Damon. Meanwhile, under the stage, Harry sees this control panel. Mm -hmm. Damon is tearing Jake a new asshole. And the tech guy, I I can't even, the tech guy comes out the cut and he's like, I used to be a backup drummer for White Snake. Like, I can fill in. But everyone in the band is like, you've got to be kidding me. So Damon says if McFly doesn't play, he'll be lucky to manage a high school marching band. Jake is, like, freaking out. Yeah. Ashley arrives and goes straight up to Jake and kisses him and does a 10-9-8 countdown. Harry presses a random button on the control panel. We see smoke. There's, like, a lift. He's, like, rising up to the stage, and he emerges on stage. The crowd goes wild. And the rest of the band is like, that freak went on without us. <laughs> so Harry starts vamping on the drums, getting the crowd going. And Ashley asks Jake to get the band to play Maggie's song tonight. 
So he's like, absolutely. And the guys are like, hell fucking yeah. McFly goes on stage. They tell Harry that they're playing I've Got You. Maggie thanks Ashley. And Dana tells Ashley that she's proud of her. I loved this song like when I was in middle school and I would watch this movie. It's such a bop. It's on Spotify, so if anyone wants to listen. But they're performing. The crowd is loving it. Katie's in the crowd. Damon goes up to Jake and is like, I told you not to play this song. I should fire you, but it works. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Jake and Ashley smile at each other from across the stage, and Maggie is in shock about like how much everybody loves her song. Mm. Then after the concert, everyone celebrates with champagne. They pop the cork, and of course it hits Ashley directly in the forehead. Of course. Um, Maggie runs up to Ashley, and she's like, come on, like let's go celebrate. And Ashley's like, I just don't feel like celebrating. You know, I really like Jake. I want to kiss him. And Maggie's like, oh, you're not still believing all that crap about like this luck and passing it off to the person that you kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, But she obviously does. (laughs) So she says that she believes it now more than ever and that she's going to go to Grand Central and visit her parents for a little bit to sort things out. So Ashley goes to Grand Central. She looks at the schedule. Of course, the second she looks at it, every single train gets delayed. Mm -hmm. And that is when Jake shows up. I love a Grand Central moment. I really love when they put people in Grand – I think that this – I guess I don't know much about filmmaking in terms of shots, but I just like the way it's Mm -hmm. shot. I'm like, oh, yeah. What's going to happen? Okay. It's such a beautiful building. Yeah. So if you have the opportunity to shoot there, absolutely. Like, it's gorgeous inside. So um, to just give you a taste of really what happens – Christina and I will be reenacting the Grand Central scene. Yes. Mm -hmm. You waiting for a train? I'm just saying if you are, you might as well give up now. Jake, please. With your luck, there's going to be an announcement that due to some freak accident, all trains have been canceled. Then you're going to go outside and wait for the bus, at which point the acid rain will commence, perhaps even acid hail. Listen, Jake, I can't see you, okay? It's for your own good. Luck changes, Ashley. You know? You know, I I kissed this amazing girl at this masquerade party. No, listen, I swear I'm not crazy, okay? Our luck did get switched, and it still is. Here, I dare you not to win. So you think meeting me wasn't lucky? No, God, I'm lucky to have met you, okay? But you deserve my luck. You put it to better use than I ever did. Well, I don't want it anymore. Are you crazy? I want you to have it. No, go away. It's been great, but I'll be fine without it. How do you know that? Because I'll have you in my life. A few bumps and bruises along the way are a small price to pay. And then she turns around and she kisses him. Uh, And then the trains are all on time. Yeah. And then they kiss again and they're all delayed. Yeah, they just keep passing it back and forth, back and forth. The train schedule is having a meltdown Mm -hmm. can't keep up and they keep kissing so much that they lose track of who even has the luck (sighs) and then katie is like ew gross you took me from a party with cute rock stars so i could sit in a limo while you make out (sighs) pretty pretty brash thing to say yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so Ashley and Jake look at Katie and get the same idea. They kiss Katie on the cheeks and they give her a scratcher. And of course, she wins. Um, they go back to making out with each other, but their heads bump. And Jake thanks Ashley. She says she deserves it. They leave Grand Central yeah. arm in arm, talking about their new lives without luck and karma versus luck. Jake finds a corner on the sidewalk. She says that they still have their luck and they kiss next to a construction site where a pipe bursts and it's just about to splash them with water <laughs> as the movie freezes. The end. <laughs> fin. And that is just my luck. So, Mo, what did you think? This was your first time watching this movie. Yeah, I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Like, I actually love a good Lindsay Lohan film. Mm-hmm. So anytime I get to see her as, like, the little ingenue character, I feel like it's a pretty good time. Um, I think their chemistry is really A+. And it's a unique story. I found the characters to be very likable. Even the rich guy, he wasn't an asshole. He was just, like, yeah. you know, some rich guy. Yeah, he's just kind of, like, a bland, rich mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I mean, I always really liked this movie as a kid. I was a huge Lindsay Lohan fan, and what I was thinking while watching it this time was that she actually does have, like, a really decent range, and this is especially, like, the most physical comedy that I've ever seen her do, and Uh I think she did, like, really well with it because, you know, we've seen her play kind of, like, the good girl teenager Mm -hmm. with, like, Katie at the beginning of Mean Girls, and then we've seen her play, like, the rebellious teen with Anna in Freaky Friday. And then her literally playing twins when she was 11 in The Parent Trap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would have been so interested had her career gone a different way to see more of this, like, adult Lindsay. Definitely. I feel very, like, robbed of years (laughs) of, like, grown-up Lindsay movies because she is very talented. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame that that gets overshadowed by, you know, the media and the press. But one thing, because I was watching this movie with a more critical eye than I usually do, I didn't really like Ashley's character as much as I have in the past. I'm like, oh, I did not relate to like that girl. really selfish. She does come off as really selfish. Because even though there are moments where she's like, oh, you know, I'm running early. Let me get you muffins. Like, I'm bringing you food. Or like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, let's do this thing together. It seems like she has a general lack of regard for the people in her life where she doesn't think to ask them how they are or be like, hey, like, is there anything I could help you with? Like, I don't think she goes out of her way to help anyone until the end of the movie. Yeah, she only really starts to kind of develop a sense of empathy for others once she has this bad luck. And you start to see that with, like, when she gets Maggie to give her song to McFly or when she gives her luck back to Jake or when they give it to Katie mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm glad we got to see that progression, but she's definitely not a character I found myself relating to. Not at all. I felt like I related more to Dana who was like, same. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like have a job, like doing okay, but I'm not living this amazing fucking apartment. I'm not like going out mm-hmm. on dates every night, but like, I like my life. My job's okay. Yeah. Much more relatable. Totally. I think they did a, a good job of making the characters around Ashley really likable. Mm-hmm. Maggie and Dana, I really enjoyed them. And like Jake, I love, obviously. You love Jake, yeah. 
I liked Antonio yeah. a lot. I really liked the character of Antonio. Yeah. He was like, we're getting married, baby, at the end. Mm-hmm. I was like, good for you, Antonio. Get your ring. Get your woman. I hope you have a beautiful life together. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I would say if I was being, like, critical, I didn't find the writing to be particularly great. <laughs> or Yeah. Yeah. The story is interesting in a way. Oh, I also love uh, Faison Love who plays Damon Phillips. Oh, yeah. He is he so great. good. He's so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just didn't find the story to be particularly one that I'm like, oh, my God, I want to know what's happening next. Like, yeah, it wasn't like something I was totally like locked into, mm-hmm. but it was good. It was good. And I really like the scene. There are a couple of scenes I love where she gets electrocuted and he helps her and he gives her the backpack and the scene where she has like a freak out in the diner. I think she does a really good job. Yeah, I agree. Um, because Lindsay is so charming, I think she's able to make Ashley much more charming mm-hmm. than she's written to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's a particularly groundbreaking romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a very fun watch. I think it has some some cute little moments and yeah. some charm, and the chemistry is definitely there, which is always really important. So I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we rate it? I think we should. I feel like your rating is going to be higher than mine. I was going to give it like a six or seven. Yeah, I was going to give it like a like a six and a half. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like the movie. It's just not like a standout for me. Yeah. Yeah. You have a Friday night. Yeah. You want to make yourself a cocktail. Uh, yes. Grab a snack. Watch them just my luck. Mm-hmm. I think you'll have a good time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If you also if you feel down on your luck and you watch this movie, I think it could make um your outlook a little brighter. True. Yeah. Well, thank you so much to Darling Jupiter mm-hmm. on Twitter for recommending this movie. If you have any recs, you can feel free to DM us, email us. Yes. We do have basically like the next five months planned, but we will try and <laughs> Oh shit, we actually literally do. Oh my god. Guys, there's so many back to school movies that we want to cover. Um, but please DM us like yeah. we figure it out. We'll we'll mesh it in there. Um and plus we love doing things that you guys love, like the click. So many people loved that we did that. Oh my God. That was a really huge episode for us. So thank you also for supporting us. It is now our most downloaded episode of all time, which is crazy because forever it was a Cinderella story, Mm -hmm. our first episode, but the click has overtaken it. And it's only been out for a week. Pretty crazy. Well, more than a week now, but yeah. Wild. So thank you so much uh, for the support and all of our new listeners. Hey, what's up? Hope you're enjoying the show. Yes. Shoot us a message. We'd love to talk to you guys. So yeah, and you can message us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Movies That Raised Us. You can also find us on TikTok for that content at Movies That Raised Us Pod. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. And you can send us an email, Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. And don't forget, as always, to rate, review, subscribe. And if you leave us, a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, we will shout you out in the next episode and tell you the movie montage song that is your life. You don't want to miss that opportunity. All the cool kids are doing it. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we will see you next week for another movie. Yes. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. 
Bye. Bye.